Hey, what up, freaks? It's your freaky father, Kevin, here. This week, Dennis picked Citizen Kane, a cinematic classic. We learned the hard way that this movie is only available via rental, so you don't necessarily need to watch Citizen Kane to enjoy this pod, as long as you're halfway aware of its cultural significance. If you do want to give this movie a shot after listening, Dennis said he would reimburse anyone's payment. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. There is a man. A certain man And for the poor you may be sure That he'll do all he can Who is this one? Whose favorite son? Just by his action has the traction Magnets on the run Who likes to smoke? Enjoys a joke uh, Kevin, and for get opening song This is, really it's weird Like my two lives collided I'm listening to a podcast And they're same. going over the white stripes I'll And Citizen Kane, Citizen Kane got referenced Like name. ten times Because I guess oh, wow. it's just Jack, Jack White Like loves it But yeah. the song in the, in the movie There is a man, there is a man A certain man Supposedly uh, the white stripes Did that song Have that lyric in their song So I feel like that'd be a Oh yeah song. Perfect opener. It's the name of the song is The Union Forever. And it's at one minute, 56 seconds is when they do that. Um, well, my thought early on was I was going to play Citizen Cope. Relations. <laughs> oh, no. Relations. <laughs> I, like my, I like my idea better. <laughs> I remember Dennis Light told us why he likes that song is because he likes songs that end with shun. Okay. No, that song does do an amazing job at finding a bunch of words that end in shun. Yeah, which incarceration pre like ones. Google, like before Rhyme Zone that was invented. Yeah, <laughs> any, song that, any song that has shun on it, I love it. I really, that's how you said it. And I was like, man, that's such a weird that was uh, my emo face. It checked out though, because you named like 10 different songs that you really liked, and they all had that heavy shun like uh repetitive. I can't name list. one other song right now. Can't think of one. Californication. I think oh yeah, you'd love that song at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned that last week, I think. <laughs> Man, yeah, there's a lot of dropping of red hot chili peppers in this podcast. We need to make sure people don't know that. Don't think we're super fans of them. They yeah. got some okay songs. All right, I say we get started. Dennis, why don't you remind everybody what your pick was for this week? Yes, my pick was Citizen Kane. And uh, I always heard it's the number one movie, so had to see if it lived up to the hype. Oh, and what were your initial thoughts when he picked Citizen Kane? Didn't know what it was. <laughs> I've really? heard of it a million times, but then oh. like actually looking, I'm like, oh, I didn't know it was a black and white movie. Yeah. So you've, de- from you've the definitely 40s. heard the like references like this is my Citizen Kane, sort of like your peak. I think that a lot of those references just go right over my head. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And it's everyone and everyone at work. Like when I said that I that was a movie I watched, everyone just said Rosebud. And I'm like, you guys oh. knew that reference? Yeah. I was like, I've never heard that reference. Are in you my like life. I imagine almost like Citizen Kane kind of before his employees, you know, a big everyone this week I'm watching Citizen Kane. That's how it goes down. <laughs> Every I I stand up front and I tell everyone what's going on. Yeah. And I think they're all like, Does this guy work? Dennis, when you remembered that Citizen Kane was related to Rosebud, did you instantly think of The Sims? <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason I like even think about the movie is typing in Rosebud means money in, in The Sims. I didn't know those two were related, but it definitely reminded me when I started watching the movie again. Yeah. Oh, so did you guys know the ending before like you watched the thing? I, I knew it just from pop culture. I knew it the day before I watched it just because I didn't have enough time to watch the movie. So I was just running through YouTube trying to be like, shit, I got to pretend like I watched this. And that's when I texted you guys like, look, I can't do this podcast tomorrow. I feel so underprepared. And then Kevin's like, oh, thank God. I'm definitely in for Thursday because it's 12 a.m. And I'm about to start watching. (laughs) It's like, I could never imagine being up that late. Yeah, I was, to watch this I on, was a, so on a school stressed, night. So stressed out that night. 
Dude, I so I bought this movie. I had to buy it twice. I fell asleep two times during this movie. <laughs> and I went and then I went to over the I went out of town for the weekend, so I didn't have time to watch it and then came back and had to buy it again. So I spent about eight bucks on this movie. That is the one bone I have to pick with you about this movie. Out of all the free stuff that <laughs> comes with everything, you had to pick one that we all had to pay and watch. I think it's on Max now. It, no, I checked. It not. wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, really? I uh, I was actually laughing because when I was searching for it the first time, I searched it just on like Roku General. Like they did Roku General search and it pointed me to something called the Nostalgia Network, <laughs> which just plays like, it's not like, an app where you like pick what you want to watch. It's just like a network that just streams nostalgia shows all yeah. day long. And it's like, Oh, so I'm like, what am I supposed to just like sit here and wait till, <laughs> for a few days. Wait, wait till citizen Kane comes on. <laughs> um, let me just get really quick with my uh, thoughts before we watched it. I, um, I don't like old movies, which is weird. Cause I like old books. So it's just like something like where I can see the timelessness in a book, but yeah. like having to like watch like the physical like sets and the acting, I don't know. It's such a turnoff for me, but this one kind of, it kind of won me over at the end, but so let's get into it. Dennis, do you want to take the lead? Okay. Yeah, I don't want to, I keep worrying that I'm going to blow up your game, Dennis, because it sounds like you had. Well, now I think I'm overhyping it. Uh, maybe... All right, let's, this game is going to be sick. What is it? <laughs> Dennis, tell us about your Are game. You ready? All right. So Citizen Kane, you know, the number one ranked movie um, on a lot of lists. So I pulled up a list uh, of movies, the IMDb top 250. Um, and Citizen Kane is in that list. I will give you a hint. It's not number one. But I want, I'm going to name some movies and you have to tell me higher or lower than Citizen Kane. Oh, that's fun. I've looked at this list a lot, but I can't, I don't have any of it in my memory okay. really do not pull it up i know less i heard the last podcast and i think george said phones are allowed um yeah that, that was crazy yeah kevin or, yeah george busted out he's like oh it's on my apple music i was like dude you can't look yeah. like that that was cheating yeah so no looking it up um and we'll do a point system so what's the normal point system kevin 100 gex or zero gex <laughs> okay Maybe we do like a, a hundred canes or should we just stick to Gex? No, I think we, we stick to Gex. Okay, I'm down with right. that. So we're playing a hundred Gex or zero Gex. Citizen yeah, Kane yeah. Edition. For those that don't know where the hundred Gex come from, there's a podcast two before for a hundred Gex. You can look at the show. That's how we're keeping points. All right. Number one. Is this hot? Is this ranked higher? So higher as mean it's closer to the number one movie or lower than Citizen Kane. Forrest Gump. Higher, oh shit! I guess higher. Wait, wait, shit. Write it down, right? We didn't write it down for the last one. Okay. You, are you worried about us influencing each other? Or we can yeah. both deliberate. So maybe we can do like one for higher or up for higher, down for lower. You guys have to do it like at the same time. Okay, tell me one. All right, three, two, one, go. Owen says higher. Kevin says higher. Okay, you guys both get 100 gex. It's number 11. Okay, Forrest Gump is number 11. Yes. Okay, got it. I don't it, think you it's ranked higher than Citizen Kane. So it's okay. it's it's better rated. Okay, I think I lucked into that one. So okay. I'll take the points though. I'll take the oh, points. Also, the at the end there's going to be a bonus round where you have to guess the number that Citizen Kane is at. So try keep track of these movies and you can kind of get close to it. I'm ready. All right. Jaws. Oh. Lower. They both say lower. Correct. Not really stumping anyone here. Okay. <laughs> All right. The movie The Warrior from 2011. Higher or lower? Go. It's lower. called Warrior. Warrior. Oh, yeah. It is just Warrior. But I felt weird just saying Warrior. All right. 300 Gex each. I'm going to breeze through this perfect score. <laughs> <laughs> all right blade runner higher or lower okay owen says higher kevin says lower kevin is correct blade runner is 177 all right so owen can okay. i give some more reasoning on why i picked lower 
Yeah. I, it, it made sense after that. I'm like, shit, that was a bad choice. Yeah. Like Blade, I just, Blade I just Runner's, like Blade Runner. Blade Runner rocks. I yeah. haven't watched that original, but it's just something about it just doesn't, it, it just in my gut doesn't feel like it's ranked higher than Citizen Kane. Right. See, I think, I don't know, maybe that I'm kind of by it. I, I'm rating some of the movies that I was kind of shocked. Like, I thought Blade Runner was like, you know, top 10 movies that everyone always references at least in sci-fi and like jaws you know no all right i don't know if i've ever seen jaws i haven't either and like i don't think i want to so please don't ever pick it's it. about a shark do you know that <laughs> oh i'll have, I'll have to I check that out <laughs> yeah i thought it was about this crazy dentist yeah. <laughs> all right kevin are you paying attention yeah, I, I'm looking at my monitor, not the. You're browsing on the internet. So I gave that bad, man. No, no, no. I'm uh, looking at my monitor. Like my camera's there. My monitor, you're on my monitor. All right. Interstellar, higher or lower? Ooh, this is a good pick. Don't go yet. Okay. Ready, Owen? Yeah, yeah. Three, two, one, go. Owen says higher. Kevin says lower. Owen is correct. Ooh, it's tied. Dennis, Dennis with the mic drop. Yeah, see you, Dennis. Dennis with the mic drop. Yeah, what happened to you? You just left, dude. I I was trying to switch tabs, and I accidentally just exited that. <laughs> so yeah, I said Owen is correct. You guys are tied. Welcome back, riders. How was your ride? All right, number six. So Interstellar is twenty. Uh, Rank 25. Number six, the penis. The penis. The penis. The penis. Okay. Um, I'm ready. Okay. I know it's all for jokes, Dennis, but you got me. The penis. <laughs> starring. We don't say starring. Yeah, I'm it's curious. Just, do you know who it stars? It's the guy with well, the yeah, nose. Well, I'll tell you after you guys guess. The who penis. It the guy with the nose. The, okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Definitely higher. I like. Kevin says lower. Say higher. I confidently say higher. Owen says higher. So were you guys thinking I was saying penis? <laughs> oh. Because I was, and it's number yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, was, number thirty-two, and Owen is oh. higher. Yes, oh. I thought you were gonna make like a joke where there is a movie called The Penis or whatever. You and know what? Not... Like while I was saying it over and over again, I'm like, that would have been a good one. But that would have been really funny. You've been like, nope, the penis is not on this <laughs> list. <laughs> All right. So wait, who won that? Owen did. Yeah. Owen has 500 gex. Evan, you have 400 gex. Pulling through. All right. Number seven, The Truman Show. Higher or lower than Citizen Kane? Ready. Ready. Ready, set, go. Lower. Correct. Number 137. All right. Where does it rank in your guys' opinion? Higher or lower to than? To me, that's, I was thinking of a movie that I'm like, this is like the perfect movie. Mm -hmm. and it's like Truman Show. Yeah, it doesn't it's get much better than Truman Show. It's in my top 10 for sure. Owen, you got anything to motion with your hands anymore? Jack's <laughs> <laughs> just trying to do his homework. So, <laughs> What are you doing? One, <laughs> one, <laughs> two. I keep giving him this answer, and he's like, I don't, I, like, I don't know. Higher than two? <laughs> Lower. All right. Number eight. Super Baby's Baby Genius 2. <laughs> this Higher might lower. be a shocker, though. This isn't the baby's movie supposed to be, like, amazing? <laughs> no. <laughs> Paddington 2 is supposed to be amazing. Oh, yeah. I watched Paddington, one of them. Uh, I hated it. It's the second one that's supposed to be really, yeah, really okay. good. I mean, Kev, where do you think they got that from? Think about that. The Bernstein Bears. All right, three, two, one, go. You guys are correct. It's the top three worst movies. Ah. 
I like that I was saying that it might it's supposed to be amazing. <laughs> I pulled that out of my ass so bad. You were definitely thinking of Paddington or something. You know what kids movie was really good was uh Puss in Baby Boots. Geniuses is what I was thinking. Oh, I saw Baby that in theaters with, uh, Friday. Which one? Baby Geniuses or Pussy, Pussy Boots? Pussy Boots. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to see the penis. <laughs> um, all right, number nine. The Dark Knight. Higher or lower? All right, three, two, one, go. Kevin says lower. Owen says higher. Owen is correct. Number three on IMDb. Uh, I knew the IMDb one. Yeah, that it's movie pretty. Uh, there's a lot of superhero movies on there that you're like, yeah. no. Well, if you knew it, Kevin, why'd you say lower? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Number 10. Oh, wait, who won that one? Owen. I did. Owen has like 600 gex. He's fucking. Owen has seven. Set. You're up 200, Owen. You have 700. Kevin has 500. Um, Owen, have you? You almost got everyone right. I missed two, I think. All right, number 10. Citizen Kane 2. There's a second movie? Higher or lower? All right, you both say lower. It's unranked. It's a 2018 Yale student short. I was going to say, what the fuck could it even be? He's dead. All right, you guys both got that. Could have been like a come back to life. Um. All right. So now you, you might have to write this down. Okay, I'm down for that. I gotta just figure out what I can write this on. Maybe my W 2 form here. Did you not do your taxes yet, Kevin? <laughs> no, I did. I just have, the, just have the form still, whatever reason. All right, I'm ready. All right. Write down what you think Citizen Kane is ranked at. Okay. On IMDb. Okay. Is it writing a lot there? You ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, Kevin, you go first. 36. Okay. Owen. So 49. All right. The closest one is Owen at 96. 96? 96? Wow. Yeah. I would yeah. never I never thought I would say this in my entire life, but this movie is underrated. Like <laughs> that is it got chipped. Dude, yeah, I hundred percent so. agree. Ninety six is way too down the line. Like this, is, I was shocked. I really liked this movie for the how well it stood the test of time. It deserves to be yeah. in the top fifty. And I'm yes. like is saying this completely sincere. I yeah, agree. I agree. I mean, I think that it's heavily. If you look at other lists like AFC, right? It's the it's, ones like where critics are actually yeah. doing it as opposed to just people who like Marvel movies. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I don't have a synopsis up, but if you send me it, I can go through it. Oh, yeah, no. I'll... Uh, do, you want me, do you want to send me the synopsis? I, I mean, I just had Wikipedia up, and it was Okay, good. maybe just... I'll do that. So, Citizen Kane, 1941. In a mansion called Zandu, part of the vast glacial state in Florida, the elder, the, the elderly Carlos. I'm sorry. Okay, want me to do this, Dennis? I didn't think I had to read. All right. No, no, it's no worries. I'll, uh... The elderly Charles Foster Kane, not citizen, okay, is on his deathbed, holding a snow globe. He utters his last words, "Rosebud," and dies. Okay. Um. You want me to read that whole paragraph? Dennis, I'll just take the lead. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Not to put you off, but I just didn't. I got the game, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just really quick. Let's run through the plot of Citizen Kane. In a mansion called Xanadu, part of a palatial estate in Florida, the elderly Charles Foster Kane is on his deathbed, holding a snow globe. He utters his last word, Rosebud, and dies. A newsreel obituary tells the life of Kane, a normally wealthy newspaper publisher and industrial magnate. Kane's death becomes sensational news around the world, and the newsreel's producer tasks reporter Jerry Thompson with discovering the meaning of Rosebud. Any initial thoughts on that opening scene? Yeah, the uh, mansion that they show like just looks totally ridiculous, like a scary castle. Xanadu. 
I didn't realize it before reading this paragraph. Did you guys know this took place in Florida? I thought it was oh, yeah. anywhere but Florida. No, they mentioned Florida, and I was like, well, people went to Florida back then. Mm-hmm. And I guess like Key West and stuff, but that yeah. shocked me too because they were talking about not just Florida, but they're like, I had or you talked about newspapers and stuff from here to San Francisco. I'm like, oh, they know about San Francisco. <laughs> so that's so far away. Um, I know it's just in the 40s and that's stupid, but yeah, it some things just are like, oh, yeah, shit. I didn't even think people thought about that, but yeah, being in Florida, the only way. They did mention it, but he built the mountain that he put his house on. That's how they the mountain got there because you know there's yeah. mountains in Florida. But Xanadu, I just kept thinking wackadoo. <laughs> it's like crazy. Yeah, that's all I kept thinking. They said Xanadu, and I was like, oh, wackadoo. There are like two times a year I feel like I say the word wackadoo, and it's like a specific type of wacko. Yeah, I already said it twice in <laughs> like two seconds. I can confidently say I've never used the word wackadoo before. <laughs> it's like when you're like, it was some uh, like wackadoo. You're kind of like saying it like that. <laughs> yeah, I never say it that way. I think it, I think if there's an Always Sunny episode where <laughs> uh, Frank is trying to give words for like crazy and he says crazy, <laughs> wackadoo. <laughs> That's good. So, so, Kevin, you got to put it in your uh, vocabulary. Use it every once in a while. I bet you say it now. Coming up, yeah. it'll just come out sometime. I'll try to work it into this podcast naturally somewhere. <laughs> my uh, my biggest thing with this opening one, I had to turn my volume up to a hundred. <laughs> Did you guys have to do that too? Um, I don't know. I it was I turned kind of quiet because I fell asleep. I guess twice. So. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely higher than normal. Yeah, I think it's just like because of technology back then, they probably didn't have perfect microphones like we have right now. Um, and then there was a golf pole at his oh. house. I guess that makes sense with Florida. It was a 365 yard par four. What are you getting on that hole? I did see that and I saw the yardage and I'm like, that's a short par four now. How many yards? 365. Ooh, I am still bogeying it. lately, <laughs> <laughs> But you know, stepping up to that tee, you're like, oh, dude, this is definitely a birdie hole. I'm going for oh, the green. Only problem with birdie holes like that is your your second your approach shot is so oh, yeah. difficult. You're like, how do I gauge this? I yeah, wish you're like it was 70 50 yards. Yard. Yeah. So you're like, I don't hit anything that like so then you and I bet hit it too short. The ground was so shitty. There. And the clubs were so shitty. Yeah. Free drops. We should all get them. Yeah. I take like three mulligans on that hole. Yeah. <laughs> if I was playing on a pro course, you know, the ground wouldn't be like this. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then my other last note was when it opened up, it seemed like a little bit of a horror film. But yeah. it also it also felt very twin peaksy, just like a long music intro, I believe. Oh, it yeah. Was, Definitely gave me like I think a Twin Peaks had a lot of inspiration, but yeah, go on. I I agreed with the long intro. I was like, that's very Twin Peaksy, but I thought more Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, going into it, I was like, that's what it reminded me like completely of. The reality is probably all of these were inspired by it. Like every, I made me realize why this movie's so good. Is like there are bits and pieces of every movie we love, which we'll obviously For dive sure. into. Um. That's all I had on the opening scene. Should we continue? I do have one fact about Citizen Kane. It's based on the house is based on uh, uh, Randall Hearst. I think his name is. Yeah. William Randolph. Hearst. Yeah. William Randolph Hearst. Um, who has a mansion like this in San Francisco or it's yeah, it's near San Francisco, which I've been to before, but it's not as crazy as this, but it's like a huge mansion. It's called Hearst Hearst Castle. Man, how clever yeah did you like it did you like remember it fondly no i just remember it was kind of crazy and they had a pool and i'm like i wonder if anyone ever swims in this and they said that his family does twice a year so that must be kind of weird that is an interesting point because uh i am gonna mention a lot of succession when we're talking in this pod because yeah. there's so much overlap 
Yeah. So I get when this movie came, I listened to a whole BBC podcast about this movie. Just be extra prepared because I don't want another hundred gex incident. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking before the pod, we need to have a new rule. If somebody gets called out on not listening or not watching, like you have to do something. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it was going to be me and stress. I was stressing out so much. So I was like, I can't do it. From now on, yeah. If you if you get called out on not watching or reading or whatever, you have to do like a podcast on your own for an hour. Oh God! <laughs> I like. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, Hearst. The, the The movie was based on him, and then he actually owned movie theaters, and he owned a bunch of newspapers. That's how he was uh, famous. And they, he tried to stop the release of it, the movie. Because it was like about his mm-hmm. life, basically. Right. And that's why I'll, I'll get into this probably a little bit later, but it was not a box office success. Like it took 15 years before people actually started watching it. Okay. Let me just fire through this. In 1871, gold was discovered through a mining deed belonging to Kane's mother. She hired Thatcher to establish a trust that would provide for Kane's education and to assume guardianship of him. While the parents and Thatcher discussed arrangements inside the boarding house the young cane played happily with a sled in the snow outside that's probably not important (laughs) when cane's parents introduced him to thatcher the boy struck thatcher with his sled and attempted to run away is it is this part of the news on the march segment like where they go news on the march are we there yet no that was the opening scene oh okay the guy basically decides like we need to know that's that tells everything that Kane did, but like, who was he? And then they say, figure out what Rosebud means, because that there must be some significance to that. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little bit before before they get to his mom selling him. Yeah, off. there's a shot in there that they always I like on film Twitter, the shot of him playing in the uh, snow, and then it like dollies back. Like it's so good at at the table. And they say that that's like the first shot ever sort of like that. It was so good. You could tell that it just all at the whole movie together was, I was like shocked how well it was recorded and put together. And I understand why it was such like, yeah. Named like best movie ever. Cause you could tell, I don't know. I felt like you could tell that was the first time that shot was made and you see that everywhere now. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot for that movie that clearly paved the way for. Yeah. That's a good, cause I guess this is a good time to mention that. Like one of the things I kept reading about it is it's the first one to like, kind of break the linear narrative structure where it's like, we didn't, we're not just going to tell a story from start to finish. We're going to tell it from multiple different perspectives, different time periods, kind of like a pulp yeah. fiction. And I kind of thought Pulp Fiction was the first to do that, but <laughs> clearly I was wrong. <laughs> All right. So where we left off was we just got a quick glimpse into Charles Foster Kane's childhood. Now we are cutting to him a little bit older. By the time Kane gained control of his trust at the age of 25, the mine's productivity and Thatcher's prudent investing had made Kane one of the richest men in the world. Kane took control of the New York Enquirer newspaper and embarked on a career of yellow journalism, publishing scandalous articles that attacked Thatcher's and his own business interest. Kane sold his newspaper empire to Thatcher after the 1929 stock market crash left Kane short of cash. So my quick takeaway was that he had all the money in the world. He thought what would be a fun job and just kind of ran with it. Yeah. Yeah, I loved how... He was like, I woke up to him. He owned everything. Mm-hmm. Kane owned, he's like, they said that he owned businesses or 37 newspapers, two syndicates, grocery stores, paper mills, apartments. It's like, this guy's the man. But I love that the newspaper, he did it just to basically bash Thatcher and just kind of, well, I don't know if that was the main reason, but he kept doing it. And Thatcher's like, you're losing money on this. He's like, I can lose. I'm lose the lost a million dollars this year. I'll lose another million dollars, and in sixty year, it'll take him sixty years to go through all of it. Mm-hmm. And I love that that he's like, I don't care. This is like what I want to do. It's fun. I agree with that, and I I think his other goal was just like 
look, how can I make myself famous? Like I look at this guy as a Trump, a Kardashian or LeBron James. He's like, if I can own the media, like I can write every headline I want. I can make it favorable about me. I thought there were so many comparisons to those, like those three. Yeah. Those are, yeah, those are great comparisons. I think this is my favorite part of the movie where he kind of buys the, the newspaper mill and starts changing everything. And then they have that sick ass party where uh, they sing that song. That was my, I think that was the highlight of my, the whole film is just him sitting there listening to this song about him. I agree. I when they when they came in, I was like, wait, they did this in another movie that I've seen. And I was like, Wolf of Wall Street. They literally do the exact oh, same. Yeah. Thing. I know they bring that. in the band, and then after the band, they brought in like strippers. And that's that was like the old timey strippers that they brought in were just yeah. showgirls. But I was like, damn, like they Wolf of Wall Street literally ripped that right off. Or the guy, whatever his name was, uh, Belford. In real life, because it may have been a real life story that Belford did it, but Belford clearly got that yeah. idea from this movie, or the movie got it from Citizens King, because it was a, yeah. it was to the T. Yeah, minus out. the minus the little people. Right, they didn't have yeah. them little people bowling, but no, that was that's a good call out because I forgot about that party scene, and that was straight up Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Just endless influences, kind of like a One Hundred Gex, One Hundred Gex. No, it's almost the opposite of 100 Gex. It's like the influence that started it all, whereas 100 Gex took all the influences. But no, I, I think just with it. art in general, not to just cut completely cut you off, but uh, reading articles about this and they just talk about everything he was influenced from. So nothing, nothing is original. It's everything is like a take on something, you know? Mm. So don't diss 100 Gex, bro. <laughs> We'll say my favorite scene that I actually laughed out loud in of when they bought the newspaper is when Bernstein was coming through the door and he fell through all the stuff and he just says, whoopsies. <laughs> and it made me laugh. Like, what the fuck was he? Th- what did he fall through? He just came. Oh, it has to be a scene that you watch. It's very entertaining. I'm a little flabbergasted. Who the fuck is Bernstein and how do you know their name? <laughs> Did I get that right, Mr. Bernstein? I, it's in the Wikipedia, but like I don't know who Bernstein. Yeah, is. I didn't know it either. Was his, it right. was his friend with the glasses that was obsessed with Kane. Oh, oh no, he had the Arthur Kane. You yeah. had the two. You had the two friends. Sorry, I got to get out of the sunlight here. You had two friends. The one was Jedediah, um, and Jedediah, I don't know, wasn't as like obsessive of the other. But Bernstein was obsessed with Kane. Talk so highly of him and did everything for him. Uh, so just to change or shift gears a little bit. So I think I might be jumping the gun, but there was some part of this scene, I believe, around this time where he said, like, his quote was, I am and always will be one thing, an American. Do you guys remember that at all? I do remember that because they said, there's part of the newspapers like he's a fascist, like told him the whole thing. And he did a clap back. He's like, um, he actually wrote that one down. I think he said that he'll always be a fascist. And then he clapped back. He said, I will always be an American in his speech back. I was like, damn, that strong, like leader leadership right there. I like that. So the reason I brought that up is I got really pumped up by that. I thought that was really interesting and i was like that would make a great country song um or just like this guy's life would make a good country song so i i took a cue from owen and i went to chat gpt wow. and, and asked it to write a country song from the perspective of charles foster kane um i'll show you guys the lyrics really quick so i'll just read like the first verse i was a man of power a king of my domain 
With wealth and fortune, I built an empire's reign. But deep inside, a longing I couldn't hide. For love and true connection, my heart had always cried. So I, I did that. Wow. Like I did that two nights ago. And then last night, I was so amped up on it again that I went and actually recorded the song. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's hear it. It's awful. <laughs> the first verse, I kind of get what the movie's about now. Yeah. Um. Is it, hang on, let me share my screen, right? But I did not optimize the audio quality, but I just took like an instrumental from YouTube. You sang it or did you have chat GPT do it? You'll find out in a second. <laughs> can you, let me know if you can hear this. Yeah. I was a man of power, <laughs> a king of my domain, with wealth and fortune, an empire I reign. That's it's time for good. But deep inside, a longing I couldn't hide. Love and true connection, my heart always cried. Oh, I'm just a lonesome soul in a world so grand. Lost in my castle, the echoes in the sand Searching for a love that slipped right through my hand I'm Charles Foster Kane, a lonely broken man <laughs> Alright, I like it <laughs> that was, Honestly, I mean, I don't know why all of a sudden your microphone was just absolute shit. It, it's because I was like, I was singing into it like I was like holding like an actual uh, like stage microphone. Oh, so you're really getting into it by yourself. <laughs> that has some uh, Sunkill Moon vibes. I like that. I was gonna say that sounds literally like every freaking country song. You could probably release this and people would be like, "That was amazing." I just hey, love. I'm Charles Foster Kane. <laughs> like, if you don't know yet, <laughs> like in the Chicago at the end of uh, Homecoming. I'm talking about Shy Town. <laughs> um, I got really amped up on that though. Were you standing? No, I was sitting exactly where I'm sitting. Oh, Did no. you close your eyes as you sing it? Like, no, because I had to. I had to read the lyrics. <laughs> ah, good point. I'm kind of impressed by Chat GPT. Yeah, it's, it's only like, get better. It's terrible. Like, imagine if they could take that, like that snippet, and like do the parts where I took the instrumental from the internet and just recorded it into a microphone. Like, can't, well, literally, can't they? Can't, can't probably. They yeah. Yeah, you just gotta make, be a little smarter. Like music, basically. Okay. Um, but let's get back into the plot really quick. Really one up my game here. Dude, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that blew your Dennis, that blew your game out of the you know. water. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna step it up. Sorry, man. I just like you got an idea, you gotta run with it's it. It's fucking my episode and you can't do that. <laughs> Sorry, man. I can't I did wait not... for your episode. I'm wearing a whole suit. Don't worry. I'm busting. I'm busting out the wiggles. <laughs> um, credit to Owen for the chat GBT idea. Okay. Um, Thompson interviews Kane's personal business manager, Mr. Bernstein. Bernstein recalls that Kane hired the best journalists available to build the Inquirer's circulation. Kane rose to power by successfully manipulating public opinion regarding the Spanish-American War and marrying Emily Norton, the niece of the President of the United States of America. So, oh, go ahead. Uh, I am just a little fuzzy on when his like political aspirations really began. I know he always had them, but like, when did they officially like he start running for office? I think I it's really after that someone took a picture of him going like this with the hat on. What? <laughs> do, you, do you not remember that? No. His fucking campaign picture is insane. Oh, yeah. The double chin. Double chin is the worst hat. Someone's like, you know, you could be a politician <laughs> with that picture right there. That must be like, like an intentional <laughs> joke because he looks awful. He's like, gosh darn it. You know what? I can't. I was, I do remember seeing that picture and I'm like, 
damn, like when I take a selfie, I look at my double chin all the time. And like that guy's got one chance, basically one picture <laughs> back then. <laughs> Made it 20 times the size of him during his speech. Yeah. Kind of reminds uh, me of the Obama hope uh, picture. Just yeah, very, very similar. I agree. The Dennis. side view of it. Yeah, it's just the fact that it's just a headshot of someone with yeah. one word. Well, there's a headshot and one word. It's oh, was pain. it one word? Yeah. yeah. Did you guys yeah. think of Kane the wrestler for like a millisecond? Yeah, a lot of times during this. Uh, but to answer the the his aspirations to become a political figure, I don't know. It did seem like the kind of like push towards it a little bit. It had to do something with like writing unions and things like that. He did say, if I don't stand up for the poor like bastards, who is going to stand up for them? Another poor bastard or something along those lines. So he's like, like I got to look out for someone. I think that's where it came on when he's talking to Thatcher, when Thatcher's like, you're losing all this money. He's like, I'll lose 60 million. I think that's kind of where it started because he's, Wanted to look up for I don't want yeah. the union workers and stuff. And, and think he wrote that whole like constitution for his newspaper at the beginning. Which oh, yeah, that was really cool. cool. What what was he saying in that? Basically what the rules of the newspaper like it were. I'll provide the people of this city with a daily paper that will tell all the news honestly. I will also provide That's the second them. sentence you've started with I. People are going to know who's responsible. And they're going to get the truth in the inquiry quickly and simply and entertainingly, and no special interests are going to be allowed to interfere with that truth. I'll also provide them with a fighting and tireless champion of their rights as citizens and as human beings. Signed. But I don't want to make this a political podcast, but like that there was a line where he said, where somebody said a man who was loved and hated and talked about as any man. And that once again, brought me back to the three names that I mentioned already, Trump, Kardashian and LeBron like those <laughs> people are like the most polarizing figures, like as loved and hated as anybody on the planet. I thought you were going to say the father, son, the Holy spirit. <laughs> same thing. I was going to kind of thing. amp up. For a second. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot he said Trump. <laughs> I'd be like a good priest. Yeah. Um, and then all right, I think we can get to the next paragraph. We're actually getting really close yeah. to the end. I just have one thing to say about um in the newsreel, they mentioned that his first wife and son die in a car crash. Oh yeah. But they never show that in the story, which they I, I thought it was good pension that they kind of basically show like the kid wanting a car and like the lady wanting the car and you're like, Oh, is this where they get the car crash? But they never actually show that. So that was kind of interesting the way they sort of did that. Are they the ones that got in the car crash and died too? Yeah, I believe so. They said this first um, wife and son. Okay. Yeah. I would guess the reason for that is it's either a to show that he played a hand in the death of their his wife and kid. Oh, I or, don't think so. Or B to just show his like disinterest. Like in any other movie, if that happens, the whole movie's about that person just like trying to get over the death of these two people. Where yeah. him, he's just married and working on his business still. I think or C, it's way too hard to do back in the 1940s to show a good like car accident that's uh, realistic enough. So they're like, just scrap it. No, I think it was intentional. Like they're almost. I, well, I guess you're kind of right what you were saying, where it's like focused on his life and what he thought he cared about. And like this, that wasn't something he cared about until the end, which was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right with that. Next. Okay. Next uh, little snippet about Citizen Kane. Thompson interviews Kane's estranged best friend, Jedediah Leland in a retirement home. Leland says that Kane's marriage to Emily disintegrated over the years and he began an affair with amateur singer Susan Alexander while running for governor of New York. Both his wife and his political opponent discovered the affair and the public scandal ended his political career. Kane married Susan and forced her into a humiliating operatic career for which she had neither the talent nor the ambition, 
even building a large opera house for her. So basically this is the part where like his political aspirations and he has an affair with his first wife, who is the niece of the president and starts dating that singer. I didn't really understand why he was like forcing her to sing. I didn't either. That's a good point. I think he liked her so much. He's like, I can make you like famous and tried oh. to push her along to be famous and do all these things just because he figured I th it's just what he wanted. That's what she like got mad. It's like, it's all what you want. As long as people love you and you get what you think is best. I don't know. I think he just figured he'd give her an opportunity. So pushed because he thought she was good. No, that's a really good point. Owen. because it's just like a little pet project for him. Like, Hey, I've done this. I've done that. Like, can I, um, make like a famous opera singer out of somebody else? Like what else can I do? It's all he's every, the world's just his playground. is kind of what they're saying. Yeah. And she didn't seem really into it at all. But their first interaction together was amazing. When he went to her apartment and they, they like showed him in front of her and it just looked like you could just see his body. The camera angle is behind him and he's trying to show her something. You're like, what the hell is he trying to show her? And he's just trying to wiggle his ears. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's wiggling both of his ears at the same time. And I, I love that so much. And then after he's doing the puppet show. The oh, that puppets. was amazing. I remember that. I love uh, that. like hanging out with your grandpa. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, have you got a piano? <laughs> like a piano. Oh. He made a play on it too. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that whole scene. Yeah. I like I, the uh, when he's in the opera house. Like when she's actually performing and she's getting all the flowers and he's like not clapping at all. And he sees people clapping and he like just claps. That, like that is a meme or a gif I've saw, seen forever for like yeah 15 years. And I never knew it was from that until the opera scene came up and I saw his face. I'm like, Oh shit. I know this scene. Yeah. And I knew it just from a gif because people would do that as like an applause gif. Which I really oh. hated, but right, like he's angry. I'm looking at it now. He's angry but applauding. Is that what's going on? I think it's like he, I don't know, like he wasn't gonna do anything until he knew other people liked it. Almost uh, maybe would you? Because he waited. He was like sitting there, like yeah, kind of looking angry, and then everyone is clapping, and he decides to clap, and he claps longer than everyone else. Like maybe just showing that he's not in tune with. People I don't know. I, I think I think he just wanted to he was like trying to take it in and took it in completely. And then he's just like, I really freaking like this, and then decided I think he really liked her and thought that she was great and thought she was an amazing singer and it was like so impressed with her. And I think that he just but he also just is a psycho. So. Dennis, you've seen Mad Men. Did you when I watched this, I think the number one thing that copied off of this was Mad Men. There is so oh, much yeah. Mad Men inspiration. The Citizen Kane, there's a character named Harry Kane. But this guy, like this actor that I'm showing right now, I don't remember who he played in the series. Maybe it was Paul oh, or something. Yeah. Kinsley. Yeah. And he looks exactly like Orson Welles. He does. Yeah. No, I I literally thought I was going to mention it when we were talking about the band coming in. But like Mad Men the entire time. Oh, and if you like this and you haven't seen Mad Men, I really recommend it. It's my favorite it, show of all yeah, time. It's a lot. It's a lot better than this. Yeah, like more interesting. I have gotten more of the urge to watch that show, so it might come up sometime when I got enough. I think isn't there a ton, like ton of seasons of it? It's like five or six. Starts it's off slow, bad. gets extremely good, then kind of yeah. turns off towards the end, but. I didn't think I would like it when I first watched it and it like it now I've rewatched it three times. It's my favorite show of all time. It's it is great. I think about it probably once a week. An, an hour. <laughs> That's too much. You think yeah, about yeah. it once a week? Do you think about your kids that much? Yeah, because I'm like forced to, but <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good point because uh there was a scene in the movie where they said, what kids need is a good thrashing. And I'm curious, Dennis, where do you stand on that? Um, not hit your kids, but you can yell at them and like, 
sometimes you got to squeeze their arm, like when they're fucking running away or being a holes. Dennis had the record an arm squeezer. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're about to get hurt, <laughs> they're about to get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> either they're hurt by you or no. I'll uh, I'll I'll cut that down. Oh, and you, get <laughs> no, that is you're totally fine. You freak me out. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, and you, no. you two are are uh, like a kind of father. Do you have to do any punishing or disciplining? Feel free to not answer that. Yeah, issue. all the time. But it's more of like you do this, you do that, or you get this taken away, or you go to bed early. You get the pain taken up. Pain taken. Or you, or you just throw them over the banister. You know, <laughs> yeah. good old drop kick. I, so my, so last week my one kid, or two weeks ago, my youngest kid, uh, hit his head at daycare and started throwing up. So I had to take him to the ER. Ooh. But he didn't have a concussion, but his whole face got black eyes. And then um, four days later, he was brushing his teeth, and the stool like gave out. And he bit through his tongue. Oh. And so I'm like, I can't take him with it. Cause he had two black eyes. <laughs> like he bit through his tongue. I'm like, I can't come to the ER. And so oh my God. The ER. and I'm like, they're gonna <laughs> think I'm like fucking beating shit out of this. Kid. Yeah, for sure. What did you do? I think that's like a common thing though, right? That oh, they yeah. see it all the time. Did they question you or anything? I didn't go to the ER for the second part. <laughs> But because I called the doc, I Lisa's friend's brother-in-law is a pediatric doctor, and we sent a picture, and he's like, "They don't do anything with the tongue; it heals like so fast." And it, within damn, two days, it was healed. Damn, Kevin, I don't have the number for child care, uh, <laughs> child services. Can you send it to me real quick? No, it is it is just shitty though. Like I have to feel that way. Like because yeah, I I get it. Questions. That does suck. Questions. And you just want to all you want to do is take care of your kid, but you don't yeah. want to be like if it wasn't so dire and you go in there and they're like, we're gonna start sending people to your house. Yeah, like I'll. I would you got over. this podcast where you're openly squeezing your kids' arms. So now we are on the second last paragraph. Susan consents to an interview with Thompson and describes the aftermath of her opera career. She attempted suicide, and so Kane finally allowed her to abandon singing. After many unhappy years, Kane's butler Raymond recounts that after Susan left him, he began violently destroying the contents of her bedroom. I loved that scene. Just to stop there, because it like it, I think that invented the whole trashing of a room scene. Yeah, actually, when I listened to the BBC podcast, they mentioned that specifically. Um, and they also mentioned how it was like one of the first scenes where you could see the ceiling because every other movie was filmed on a set. Where was this filmed? Like in an actual building where you could see the ceiling and uh, the lights coming down. So it seemed more realistic. Yeah, that scene really stuck with me. Just like very real and just like you've seen it a thousand times in movies to the point where like you don't even associate it with the movie. It's just like people in movies, they destroy rooms. That's just what they do. Yeah. It's and yeah. I bet you could really pick this movie apart with like a hundred watches. I bet everything means something kind of like Twin Peaks. This I, I would rewatch this movie. Like if it was on like 10 years ago and I was flipping through a cable and or, uh, or if you're on the nostalgia network yeah. <laughs> and it comes on. Yeah. I would oh. like turn it on just to see like what part it's at. That is a good way to watch movies. Like kind of like Forrest Gump. Like I saw it as a kid. I, would occasionally rewatch a scene on TBS. Like I kind of missed that. Like I don't need to watch the whole movie. I, yeah. I just kind of want to dive into this scene for a second. Yeah. You don't really you get to see a scene and you're like, remember the whole movie then. All right, let's continue. Kane's Butler Raymond recounts that after Susan left him, he began violently destroying the contents of her bedroom. When he happened upon a snow globe, he grew calm and said, Rosebud or Dennis. How does he say it? Rosebud. <laughs> I can't make the R like Rosebud. Yeah. How does what is that called? The rolled rolling your yeah, tongue. Rolling R, like I don't think tongue. he rolls his tongue at all though. I don't either. Rosebud. Rosebud. <laughs> I am that spot. Is that bad? No, that was no, good. That was good. That was good. I couldn't even hear it. It's like I whispered it. Thompson concludes that he cannot solve the mystery and that the meaning of Kane's last word will remain a mystery. So we're at the part where he's just like, 
have we gotten like they talk a little bit about a puzzle and they kind of like compare the whole mystery to a puzzle and my only yeah. takeaway from that was that puzzle looked really cool i can't remember why yeah really i thought the same thing i think it's because the wood was so thick and then uh -huh. i'm like holy shit i know why it's called a jigsaw puzzle because yeah it was like legitimately a piece of wood that would like no it was use the jigsaw to cut it yeah yeah it's like you can do like curves and shit Damn, mm -hmm. we're idiots. I never thought about that yeah. until you really just said that. But it's yeah, so I, obvious. I know, because I'm like, oh, what the piece of wood? I'm like, they probably had to actually cut that wood. I'm like, with what? And I'm like, oh, shit, a jigsaw. A Damn, jigsaw. what was that? What was that scary movie? Saw. Saw. Did Jigsaw, the scary guy, come first? <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even gonna finish the joke that's why it works that worth it yeah that worth it <laughs> no it's just uh because it's like puzzles probably started off as a thick piece of wood and then slowly they just made it cheaper and cheaper and cheaper till we got to like where it's the tiniest thinnest piece of wood now so yeah um it's like cardboard now yeah i'm just looking at my notes to see if there's anything else it's interesting throughout wood? this Hmm? Cardboard, it's I guess, is wood, just like a really wood? thin just wood. Paper. Yeah, yeah, and paper's wood. Oh, paper. Cardboard. Yeah. Man, wood. How dumb are you? That's crazy. <laughs> of course they're the same. All right. Have you ever like, thought of, I like come on? Think about it. I didn't even need to think. I just do. I never thought about jigsaws. I guess it's called board. Oh, okay. I'm I'm caught up with my notes. Man, jigsaw puzzles were so thick back in 1941. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dummy thick, baby. Yeah, and I said they're kind of like survivor survivor puzzles. Yeah. Um, and then I said, man, that puzzle looks cool. My notes are all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> do you write man in your in your notes? Yeah, I do. I write it like very <laughs> man. I write... Puzzle looks cool. I wrote badass like five times in my notes. <laughs> um, what there's the one new one that's saying Kane's fireplace is badass. Oh, that was <laughs> sick. Where she's doing the jigsaw yeah. puzzle one time. I like that is the best fireplace it's of huge. all time. Yeah, you could fit a whole two, like probably two Christmas trees in there. Yeah, and that was like normal. You didn't need a cut of or anything. Just throw them in, light it's them like on a, fire. A, a huge ass bonfire in your house. Yeah, I was a big fan of that fireplace. Very un, uh, like, there's no point to them other than just being oversized, but yeah, they look cool. One random thing I'm thinking about now is I, I just had noticed that there were like a ton of gas lights in this movie. Um, I don't know anything about when electricity became prominent and light bulbs, but I was surprised how many gas lights there were. And why does gaslight mean gaslight? now i don't know i don't want to google it either if no one knows off the top of their head don't look it up i i think there's a movie called gaslight that is about like somebody tricking somebody into thinking like that they did something but i don't know so and then um yeah so they basically gave up on figuring out what rosebud was and i was very satisfied with that i was like okay cool like we don't know what rosebud is sick perfect i was like pumped up movies 10 out of 10 and then they kind of blew it at the end yeah i well so you didn't know at all like you know I, I had no clue what it meant like i knew I, exactly it was his sled i thought it was going to be completely open-ended just like look you can dig into somebody's life but sometimes you just don't find that piece of popcorn on the floor you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> love, love how you circle back to that Kevin. <laughs> That was great. Um, I thought that it was, I, so you know how I said I'd like the day before I, before I actually watched it, I wasn't going to watch it. I was just going to YouTube it. I wasn't getting enough content. I knew everything about the movie. I knew that Rosebud was the sled. And honestly, knowing beforehand, I liked it. Yeah. And I found out that his whole, what I think it represents, I don't know if this is right or not, that the guy just wanted his fucking mom not to sell him. It's like, I had the sled, I had my family, I had all this, and this is all I've been trying to regain with all this money is just that simple sled that said Rosebud on it, which just was simpler times. 
but he couldn't get it with no matter what he did money tried to change things and just didn't work out so his whole life he was searching for that sled and just couldn't get it that makes a lot of sense owen like he's just like had such a happy time as a child he loved his sled he got sent away and then like the media company kind of became his new sled like i just need a little play something to play around with oh yeah like, and you yeah it's that's a good I, point i didn't think about that i bet he wasn't thinking of the sled during that uh party scene with the band and stuff oh yeah hell no dude he was loving it he's throwing it down he's like "Ooh, there is a man there is a man no but i <laughs> he's think I, it I, I i do think it's about nostalgia but i don't think he had a he would have had a better life there he i think he maybe he would have thought he would have yeah totally I, yeah sure but i mean who knows maybe it's like dude i just like you guys are so lucky you got your parents like i literally have this fucking thatcher guy that i just rip on in my newspaper Oh, that's yeah. Like I got no family, and every time he's tried making a family, it's just a disaster. Yeah. So, I don't know, Dennis. I think it's just trying to show that you could have all the money in the world, and it still won't buy you happiness. But that that gosh that's darn true. sled would. Did so? Did you guys think of the movie The Great Gatsby a lot too? Because I feel like it's the same sort of message of like, I did, and not and, happy. Who's richer, Gatsby oh. or Kane? Kane. Kane. Kane is like richest man in the world at one point. Yeah. So I looked up at the time when he said he had $60 million, what that's worth in like today's money in 1941. And it is just over a billion. Oh. So like 1.1 or something, 1.1 billion. That was, but so, that was the, the lowest he that, had. That's okay. So I, I don't know, but there was a like a breakdown of richest people. And I do think Kane did win, but he's not Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, what did richest. Scrooge what did he have? His Scrooge McDuck is worth like fifty billion. What about so, Richie Rich? Richie Rich was like twenty something billion. So Richie Rich was more more. What listen is Kane was not that rich. And then like uh what about um, the kid? What about the kid from Blank Check who wrote a million dollar check? Oh, Ooh, I did think about him too. Him and uh, <laughs> him and what's his face? Owen. Another higher and lower game. Thanks, Owen. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, Gatsby was like he was right up there though. It's just kind of like uh, there's the Musk and Bezos thing. They're like the same on par. Wait, so I won Musk, Bezos, Scrooge McDuck. What list is this? Was it real and fake people? <laughs> no, Dude, he's, he's just saying it's like a compare like the team. Like one of them is Gatsby, one is I was, about to, I was about to say one Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> and I you I forgot yeah. to mention that Owen is referencing his list of heroes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I that's pretty much all we had on the plot. Was there anything else you guys wanted to call out about the movie? Dennis, I know you had an interesting article you read. Yeah, I think we covered most of it. Just kind of how is groundbreaking. My thing is why why were all those people when he was doing the smash room, why were all those people just waiting outside his room as he was throwing shit everywhere? They weren't all like workers at his house. Were those the guests? They they mentioned they had a bunch of guests there, and that's why he was pissed that she was leaving. Okay, so they like were they would all there. know. Yeah, and that makes sense. I think when you're that rich, you just constantly have a bunch of people over your house, at least according to all the other movies I've seen. But that brings up another thing that I was thinking about. I was like, how the fuck do they know his last words are Rosebud? And then, right. <laughs> but then I think they kind of cut towards it at the end, and like he had servants everywhere. He had were talking to his main guests. butler yeah. for like a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I, I agreed. And then when he did the whole throwing scene, he said Rosebud. They all heard Rosebud. But then the butler's like, oh, he said Rosebud and then dropped his thing. I was like, dude, they didn't show you in there. How do you know? That part bugged me. Yeah. What do you think, Kevin? <laughs> I think it's time to wrap up. Owen, right, perfect. we'll start with Owen. What were your final thoughts on the movie? Did you like it? 
pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it. I don't think I've ever watched a movie that's in black and white or is old and I guess period. I don't think I ever watched older movies, something especially in that like range. It was super good. I was very impressed. I really enjoyed it. And I think, I don't know. It's up there. It's a very good movie. Do I think it's best movie of all time? No, but I think it really, uh, it's just hard because there's so many good movies after that, that do things that he, that the director or whoever wrote it did in that movie. So it's kind of a rip off from that. So that's tough to say, but it's, it was fucking good. I liked it a lot. Dennis, what about you? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Owen where it's not my favorite movie of all time, but I like get it and uh, just watching it. I like while I was watching it, like this is kind of boring, but I kept I keep thinking about it, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, after watching it and just like everything I'm watching now is like, oh, that's in Citizen Kane because it's kind of the first to do all that stuff. So it's like. Like every piece of media, someone's probably watched Citizen Kane as inspired by it. So it's interesting to see how much it's influenced like everything. Yeah, not to credit our podcast too much, but I think what I'm like learning from it is like there's these things you know you've always wanted to watch or should watch, but like for some reason you have these little barriers where like you can't get past five minutes, you can't get past 10 minutes, you can't listen to five minutes and 100 gecks or watch Forrest Gump, but like it's worth it. Like you just have to like, these things are credited for a reason. So like power through, cause there was a point like where I was like, Dennis, can we pl- like, can we not do citizen Kane? Cause I couldn't get through the first 10 minutes. And, but like, it took me another like sit down watching session and like really appreciated it. So it's just like, yeah, I'm very happy with the movie. I thought it was very good. Um, on I that agree. note, can I do my pick? Yes. Let's hear it. Okay, so Dennis already knows this one. Owen, you probably are a little bit clued in. Um, But the English Premier League soccer season just ended last week, and I was really excited about it because I jumped on the bandwagon like two years ago. And there is a popular documentary on Netflix called Sunderland Till I Die. And it's basically just like a glimpse into the life of like, a fan for one of these English soccer league teams. It's not the premier league. It's the team below. And there's just, it's something just really fascinating about it. And I thought it would be a really good intro into like English football for you guys. Okay. I was look forward to it. Cause I don't like soccer. So I think this will give you a healthy appreciation for it. Maybe not walk away like a fan fan, but like you'll at least like understand why some of these Americans have jumped on it. Have you ever watched any of those documentaries on Netflix, Owen, like uh, cheer oh or uh, um, there's a cheerleading one. And then there's like a last chance you, which is like football. And then they have a basketball one. Then they did the yeah. F1 formula. So one, I, did, I watched the one. golf. golf oh, one the golf. Movie. Yeah. It's like it's made by them. No, this one's, I think this one is better. Owen, yeah. Because it's more about the town and the fans. Where well, that that's just, how last, last, the golf one, it's kind of like that, but yeah, it's more the last chance you is like that too, where it's like about one location and you learn about like the whole school, the town, like everyone that's involved. It's really the football is just kind of like the main storyline, but it goes off into these mini storylines. Okay. So, yeah, that's my pick. I just want you to watch the first episode. Uh, I'll probably bring George back onto the pod. He'll have another quick appearance as a, our local soccer expert. And yeah, anything else you guys want to say? I'll have a song ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to come big, Dennis. <laughs>